Hello? I'm there. What's going on? All right. What's going on, guys? Um, this is an independent POV podcast, and I'm your host, B Spell, and my guest is AJ. Well, yeah. My bad. Alonzo Miles. Okay. AJ. So, yeah. Okay, man. Uh, where are you from? From Indianapolis, Indiana. East side, for sure. Okay. Um, grew up out here my whole life. Then went to school in Kentucky, so I got a lot of people in Kentucky that I'm cool with, too. Okay, okay. You know, I was really expecting you to have, like, a somewhere of a deeper voice. <laughs> I don't know if you're taking shots at me, but that's funny. Huh? <laughs> so I don't know if you're taking shots, but that's funny. I, I'm, I'm so serious. Like, I bet that dude's got the manliest, deepest voice ever, deep in the mind. I'm trying nah. to say your voice soft, but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, so uh, I discovered you through uh, Danny. You know who that is, right? Yes, I know a lot of Danny. You got to let me know which one. DJ Danny? Danny, or? like, she's a girl. Oh. I don't know if I know Danny then. Um, her name is... Uh, Um, Danny Renee. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I gotta look at her uh, thing. I got a lot of friends yeah. on Facebook. I'll just be adding. Oh, okay. I don't be going through it. everything else. Yeah. Um. What about huh? her? You say you discovered me through her. What about her? Uh, like she was posting uh about um uh, basically um what she post. She posted this. Um, it was a well. It was like a week ago. It's not about her, but like that's how I found you. I was like, he makes sense. Um, I think it was about um, what the little mama said about she wants to make a heterosexual thing. Like little mama, hello, who? Hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you for a minute. <laughs> I think the uh, the iPad. When dark. Okay, that's cool. So, yeah, I so I think it's we had a strange place that we even have to make groups for heterosexual people, yeah. right? Like, it's we're right. just in a very strange uh, uh, place. And little mom and them aren't wrong for sending right. children. You know, like, for right. Women's Month, National Women's Month, Michelle Obama's on TV with a boy who thinks he's a girl. Right. Um, and then I looked at, uh, I think, I Am Athlete po- uh, podcast with, I think, Brandon Marshall, Ocho, and Fred Taylor. And they had D Wade on there as a goat parent, so it's a lot of weird stuff that's going on, um, yeah. targeting children, and that, I don't appreciate that at all. Like as an adult, you make your own decisions, but children are easily manipulated. So right. somebody needs to protect the kids, and it's 
it's getting kind of weird where they look at which form they think is protection and what's not. Right. Um, you also made a comment uh, about Tamika Mallory gives me shady preacher vibes. Could you elaborate? I didn't really look into too much, but she's like, Tamika, I think she's like uh, trying to see, here's the, here's the problem. I think all of BLM are trying to this is a very in-depth question. I think she's profiting the pain and deaths of other black men and then right. bringing all the extra feminist LBGT, like alphabet community, all their rights into it. And the only people who are dying are black men outside of Breonna Taylor. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, can you still hear me? Yeah. Hello? Wow. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Let me just keep this right here because I'm using my iPad. Um, But Tamika just gives me like the vibes. Like we always getting led by black women. And this is this is probably a very controversial topic, but I don't think that's the way to move. And um, I don't know. It's just not the way to move. So the, the women are always from what I'm noticing and I'm just watching patterns. I don't want you to think I'm just generalizing and putting anybody in one like category or anything, but what I'm watching and the patterns are suggesting that women will always put their womanhood over everything else, their blackness, their family, whatever. So when it comes to this uh, womanhood thing, she's going to push feminist agendas and alphabet community agendas and all that through like the death of George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or whatever. She's pushing her own agenda. So it gives me like shady preacher vibes. Like I kind of don't trust her. And she goes up there and she's known for like, I think it's like magnetic, like speeches, like George Floyd was. I mean, uh, what's the um the kid in uh, Louisville, the black guy who um was the um I can't remember his name, but she says all this stuff and she brings up some right. things, which is it's kind of like propaganda. Propaganda is a simple thing. You find a couple of facts and then you just like pile on a whole lot of untruths or falsehoods right. on top of the propaganda, and that's what she does. Uh, they love talking about Trayvon, huh? Trayvon. Trayvon Martin is a very peculiar case, too, because he didn't get killed by cops. And, right. And he didn't get killed by a white man. Right. So it's like, what are we talking about? You know, like, or Mike Brown, the whole hands up, don't shoot is a false narrative. It never happened. But they right. use that and utilize that all day. That is their thing. Hands up, don't shoot. That's one of the things they chant when they do all these protests. And I, I think everything is counterproductive. Um, and it's just not going in the right direction for me. But I mean, it's not it's not worthy as a man to just sit here and complain without having a plan to change things around. So um, okay. I have a plan. So <laughs> okay. Um, also, so um, where are you politically? Are you left? You right? You in the middle? Libertarian? Liberal? Like? Oh, uh, definitely not a liberal. Uh, not a libertarian. I'm probably just more conservative than anything. Um, I think the Republicans okay. are very soft. Um, I think the Democrats just do a lot of evil stuff to me. I really don't trust them at all. But I think Republicans allow a lot of stuff as long as they... Like, Republicans, I think uh, the way they look at life, as long as it doesn't bother me, I don't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's very okay. conducive to a better country either, because at some point, it's going to walk in... It's going to come up to your front door, you know? And you're going to be right. like, oh, how did this happen? It's because you ignored it all the other time. Um, I just right. think my views and uh, values are, are more conservative 
than they are like anything else. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as the culture, like, what's going on in culture? <laughs> like, our music are very sexual, but they kind of like say, well, Lil' Kim was doing her thing, and now... Um... Look at Lil' Kim. She looks like an alien. So you telling me <laughs> that 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 look that's who you're using to say this is okay, like, <laughs> like, like I mean, I hate the deflection, and I feel like only children deflect. So when women do it, I, I feel look at them like they're little girls. It's not about what little Kim did; it's the effect little Kim had on our women when we were growing up, or the effect Jay Z and all them in the '90s had on us as a culture. Um, I've asked a million times what is culture, and nobody's ever answered the question. So I do nothing for the culture. Like, absolutely nothing, because I think the culture right. is what's killing us. I think Candace Owens right. says that. She was like, when you remove the father from the home, culture becomes a father. So what are all our rappers doing? They're doing a whole lot of weird stuff. Everything's talking about killing and gangster stuff. And um, everything is super gay now. And uh, women's empowerment is through their sexuality. So they can just make a song called Throat Baby or uh, uh, The WAP and all this. And it's like, is this helping Black people at all? Like, I'm not doing anything right. for the culture because right now the culture is trash. You cannot convince me that this culture isn't trash. It's not doing anything for us. It's not about families. And I really have to think about it, bro. Like, the culture in the 60s and 70s, you know, although we were going against true white supremacy because right now everybody swears they're in the 60s and don't even realize how privileged and entitled and um, easy things are for them right now. They're just complaining about everything because it's popular to be the victim. But when you look at the 60s or you look at the 70s, boys was walking around in suits. You know, they took care of themselves. They looked like they was trying to be men, like they had standards. They had a code. They had all that stuff. Now, granted, the 80s kind of broke us down through the crack. And the crack really made us, like, bad. And then in the 90s, was we glorified selling crack. You know, so where do we at now? We're, like, glorifying doing drugs. So culture is whatever we make it. We are the cool, right? So whatever we decide is cool, that's what's cool. That's why they were so abnormal on getting us to agree with the alphabet community. Because as soon as we stamped it as cool, that's when the world seen it as cool. If you think about it, white people being gay, Versace, Elton John, all this, nobody cared. Nobody cared until right. we became the people to, to sponsor the LBGT community. So what it is, is culture is what created to be. But we are the cool. The inner cool is what changes society and what people follow. Like right now, we're just doing a whole lot of branding and goofy stuff. And we really don't know what we're doing. Everybody's a paid puppet. They're going for the highest bidder. Whoever pays them the most, they're going to say whatever. Nobody's going to stand up and say what's right. And when you do, you get crucified and canceled by cancel culture. So who really has the balls to say what's right? I'll say what's right because I don't care. But again, I don't have a lot to lose. And, and that changes a lot of people. I ain't going to say I don't have a lot to lose, but that changes a lot of people's perspectives when you have a, like millions to lose and you're taking care of this many people in your family and you know stuff like that. That's what people start changing and switching up. But culture, what is culture? I asked you that. What do you think culture is? Uh, I mean, it hasn't really helped me out. On it hasn't really paid no bills for that for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like I look at culture. It's like and um based on like is culture based on how black people live because like I can't really speak for myself like thinking like every black person lived the way uh the status quo 
is saying saying that this is how the way it is, which is untrue. Like I can't say like I was out there game banging, had a gun. I never had a gun. I can't say that uh I went to jail. Never went to jail. I don't even have any baby mamas, thankfully, as a black man. So Yeah, I don't have baby mamas either. I've yeah. been to jail three times. Each time was hilarious. Oh wow. Um, um as far as I grew up totally different from most people. I grew up with both my parents. They're still married. I literally just left my parents' house. I bought my dad. His birthday was um, Saturday. I bought him a, a Mamba Mentality book, and he, me and him talking about Kobe stories. And then me and my mom talking about uh, what's the next to invest in crypto. So right. I was born in a good house. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I have a good family. Right. So for me to see this, I'm trying to explain to the Black community that this is possible. Right. Right. And all it took was one generation locking down and saying, OK, we're going to go to college. We're going to figure out what we need to do. We're going to get good jobs. We're going to do whatever we got to do to help our kids. And then my parents and their brothers and sisters, my, my dad has, I think, seven or eight. My mother has seven or eight. Um, and all my cousins under that, we all look at things totally different because we love each other. I never needed a friend in my life. Right. So I've always had my cousins, but I was always very social. So it wasn't hard for me to get friends. But even within that situation, I know what it takes to raise a dynasty, you know, like in what it looks like to like really come together as a family. And it starts at the micro level. Um, we're trying to fix the world at the micro level. We're trying, I think Jordan Peterson talks about this, is clean your room first, take care of you. Like right. how are you gonna fix the world and your stuff's not fixed yet? Exactly. So <laughs> at a micro level, I have to worry about me, right? And what am I doing to, 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 to fail? So a lot of us just float. Right. We don't ever think about anything about how to be great or anything. We just float and let things help and be like, oh, those co things come to people who are great. But no, when you aim at something, this is Jordan Peterson, too. If I aim at a goal, every time I miss the goal, I know where I'm failing at and then I know how to improve. Right. Therefore, as a man, you need to improve yourself, build your kingdom and see whatever queen fits into your kingdom. What I would call a system or infrastructure. You have to build that first. And then once you built that, then you place the, that woman in it. And then that's one of the most powerful things you could do, because I always tell women, never submit to a man who hasn't submitted to God. Right. Because right. once you submit to God, you understand how helpless you are and how much you really trust and depend on God. Right. So when a woman submits to you, you understand how much she trusts and depend on you. Therefore, your responsibility has doubled. And, and that's what men have. We're not talking about that with little boys. It's responsibility, meaning, purpose, discipline. We're just telling them everything ain't their fault. And uh, everything about them is toxic, toxic masculinity, misogynist. It was a school that I just seen today that had little boys stand up and apologize for being boys. Yeah, I heard, I read, I heard about that. Like, he was, like, I think the little boy said it was weird. <laughs> Especially for something that he didn't even do. Right. I'm not apologizing <laughs> for what my ancestors did, period. Right. I don't care. So I understand, and this probably sounds super crazy coming from a black person, but I understand a white person being like, I'm not racist, bro. I don't care about any of this. I was just born into the world just like you. And they're like, well, your ancestors were slave owners, so you need to apologize. I didn't do this. Right. <laughs> and I'm making better decisions. So I'm not about to be like humiliated into like apologizing for something that I didn't do and that I have no power over whatsoever. Right. So to me, stuff gets weird. And like also now we getting like 
like in the dating well like what what's your uh, point of view in the data dating um the dating industry like there's people with ideal preferences you're phobic and like <laughs> it's like <laughs> So where are you saying? You're asking a lot of questions. So when it comes to dating, what do you mean? Dating in 2021 is awful. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Let's like, get that out of What's your point of view? The reason it's awful, the number one reason is everybody has a, an exaggerated view of themselves. Okay. So when you watch people like Kevin Samuels, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my boy Willie Dynamite working on a book called um, Are You a Catch? When we look at people like Kevin Samuels, he asked them, how do you get a high-value man? Or how, are you a high-value woman? And they start naming a lot of masculine traits. I got my own job. I do this. I do that. I, I, I handle business, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't want a guy. It's like we, I think Talib Kweli, do you mind if I cuss? Go ahead. He has a song called Love Language. I think I advise everybody to listen to it. And the part of it, he says, um, niggas say bitches is tribe. Bitches say niggas is. We just don't understand our fundamental differences. I'm still learning now. Actually, I just do what comes naturally. That line right there tells you everything you need to know. Because it's literally saying we both just don't understand each other. Right. And we have we are arguing points that it's like you should do this and you should do that. And it's like as a man, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't think we should like I think we should listen to women to a point of understanding, but we still should make our own decisions. I think we get guilted into doing a lot of things for women that are not even real or even exist. Like right now in 2021, there's not one American woman that can say she's oppressed. This is the most power any woman has had in human history, right? right? And they are still complaining about being oppressed when it's a, it's a, it's a targeted, intentional, targeted movement saying uplift little girls and, and demonize little boys. So right. From that movement, we've seen in the years, if, if everything takes time. So we've seen in the years when they start concentrating on little girls, black girl magic, Black girl this, black girl that, which isn't a bad thing. I don't have a problem with this. I think it's a great thing. When you start targeting that, you've seen the results. What were the results? Black women graduating at a higher rate. Black women getting jobs at a higher rate. They're going to college at a higher rate. They're coming out getting jobs to start businesses at a higher rate. They're buying houses at a higher rate. When you had a targeted thing on making one culture or group better, that's what happened. But while you were doing this, simultaneously, you were telling little boys they were wrong for everything. And it started with therapy. And, 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 and that's what is it, uh, psychology. Like, they really, that's been perverted too. So when you look at the therapy and everything that's going on, all these little boys were getting ADHD medication. So you're, you're drugging these little boys just for being boys. Like, a boy don't want to stay somewhere for a long time. Or I might want to run around and do some stuff as a little boy. What that little boy needed was discipline. He did not need medicine and he needed to understand discipline, but you drugged all these little boys. And I know, you know, this from the third grade, they look at how many little boys and spell it. And they start building prisons after that. Right. On those numbers. Therefore, if you look at the little boys, you drugging them, drugging them, drugging them. By the time they get 15, 16, they only know how to operate when they're high. Right. Therefore they get addicted to look, even if it's weed, uh, other drugs, perks, all this, this is why this is the drug doing culture. This is all set up from the time when they start giving these boys that Adderall and that Ritalin and everything. So now these little boys are running out here wild and, and rampant and doing all kind of crazy stuff. And the little girls are, are succeeding. But it's also creating narcissists with the self-esteem movement. Like, they created a whole lot of narcissists. It's like, tell people they're great without earning being great. 
Right. And, and that and that wasn't the, the most logical thing to do either. So you look at both of those and we were talking about dating. Then you have this exaggerated view of who you are as a person. So when he's asking, are you a high value person or a high value, whatever, like you really have to have an honest view of who you are. And a lot right. of times they don't. So if a girl believes she's an eight, right, um, right. you can get other eights. But hypergamy is this. And hypergamy is when a girl dates across and up, right? So a girl could be an eight, but she's only going to date eight, nines, and tens from now on. You know what right. I'm saying? She's not going to go seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Because right. then what's an eight, nine, and ten to her? These are conversations we're not having, right? And right. I guarantee it comes down to providing, protecting. Um, are you able to handle her quote-unquote attitude, like, that's the worst thing black women ever say. It's like, I need somebody that can handle my attitude or handle whatever and all that. That's, that's bad. Your attitude is bad. Fix it. Nobody wants to deal with that. Like, when a girl be like, I need a man who can handle all this, all they're saying is, I need a man who can put order to all the chaos I bring to his life. And who right. wants to constantly <laughs> be in chaos? And what's the deal with handling? Like, you can't handle yourself because the only people you need to be handling is your kids. But right. here's the thing. It's so funny that women always say, ugh, they always throw men under. I got I got like five kids talking about I have four kids and my man is a kid too, right? Because they look at it like that. But emotionally, right? Emotionally and mentally, women are children. And men know this. This is why we say things like can't live with them, can't live without them, can't live without them. Women will say, I don't need them for nothing. That's the way a child thinks. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so you know, at the end of the day, you need people, right? So if they're right. emotionally children, watch how a little girl acts and what a grown woman acts when she don't get her way. And you will see the similarities. You're like, why are you acting like this? Are you not an adult? But they can't see that because they're handling business. They're paying bills. They got cars. They're doing all this. They're doing everything that appears to be adulting, but acting like an adult emotionally. But that's not their fault either. And I'm not going to say and give them a pass. What it really is, is that, when you have and face trauma as a child, you kind of don't grow from that unless you face that trauma again. Right. So a lot of times we get stunted in growth emotionally because we never knew how to face a trauma we dealt with when we were six years old. And then people in our life probably appeased it. How, how many times have you heard somebody say, I mean, that's just who they are? Right. Instead of forcing them to fix it. Yeah, themselves. Right. Or just period. Think about basketball, bro. Right. If I had a kid who was a killer, crossover everything, and hoop and everything, but his left hand was weak, and I never told him to fix his left hand, it was like, it don't even matter because they can't stop him going right and blah, blah, blah. I didn't help that child. Right. You fix that left hand. What happens is we don't fix these behaviors, and we, we placate them and appease them. We appease bad behaviors in women, and we and then they didn't be like, well, they just don't understand me, or they don't. Like, no, that's not it at all. As a man, your, your, your job is to create order. <laughs> it is mm -hmm. your job to be like, this is how it's going to be, and this is how we're going to fix these situations. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not able to do that, that means you're not able to be on your shit, and maybe you shouldn't be dating. Right. Um, but it's so easy to get pussy in this, in this era. That's the truth. What would you say? It's so easy to get pussy in this era. So, really? What? Well, it really? depends. It depends if you are a guy that women like. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, okay. So, because they're throwing it like crazy. Because everything they're, they're being told, this is all, my next book, all this is going to be talking about. But everything they're being told is owning their sexuality, right? 
So right. women that come to you like, man, I bet you can't blah, 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 and all this and all that. Or be in your inbox, so they do all that. And it's just easy. So now it's like, do you even want to, like, figure out these things? And it's like, we're just so lost. I think we're all out here lost like children. And nobody right. wants to step up and say it. Because we are we look successful. We sold our souls for money. <laughs> we appear that we have it. But here's another thing people don't know. Black women are the most powerful they've ever been in their life in history, right? But they're also the saddest. Yeah. They're the most depressed in history. So what it, something's not adding up. What's not adding up? All the fact that you don't need a man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you start to realize having a man around isn't a bad thing. It's a balance. If you just tell somebody right. all the things they do good and never critique them, this is why women be saying I'm bashing them. I actually love women. So I'm trying to help you by critiquing you and telling you where you're going wrong at. The man who don't love you is a Derek Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> who who speaks, who's a, a male, who's a guy, and pause, but he's an attractive man, but he's a female ego speaking for, the, for, for men. Yeah. He's not helping you. There's no, there's no proof or anything that he's helped anybody. All he does is placate your ego. What does that do? They don't make anybody better. Right. People who love you ain't going to feed your ego, bro. Those are just facts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on this statement, I'm on Twitter as well. Um, I saw this statement here. And um, it said, this is from a guy. Uh, he said, why are y'all ladies obsessed with helping a man grow? Go get some plants. Go get some what? How would you go get some plants? Okay. So how would you address that statement? Did he say go get some clients? No, he said go get some plants, like actual plants. Oh, yeah. He says, why y'all ladies obsessed, obsessed with helping a man grow? Go get some plants. Uh, go get some plants. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the question is, why are they obsessed with helping a man grow? That's the question we need to answer. The reason that okay. is because they feel safe that if they help that man grow, he'll be loyal or owe them something. It's never a genuine move. I, listen, and this is probably bad, but one of my favorite characters is Batman, right? Right. So I see the whole world is dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think everybody's trying to get something out of something, right? Right. But when I see genuine people actually trying to help, it's easier to see the light when you're in the dark. You know what right. I'm saying? So when you're in the light all the time, you really can't see the dark. So anything that makes you feel a certain way, this is how liberals act. Oh, this is the evilest thing in the world. It's not necessarily true. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because it doesn't agree with your ideology and logic. So while I'm sitting here in the dark and I see the light, a lot of times those, those women are not genuine. They have plans. That's why I tell men, don't ever, like, let a girl control the situation of them hollering at you because you ain't got shit on a woman with a plan. She's already planned your wedding, what you're going to do, what your life going to be like, what job you're going to do, everything. She sees the potential in you and she's going to push you to the potential that she thinks is it. The thing is, that's not that bad, but if it doesn't align with what you're doing, you need to let her go. Okay. So they're doing it because they feel like They feel like they're that when they do that, 
that a man will like be like, damn, she held me down. But what happens? Kanye said it best. You get on, he leave your ass for a white girl, right? <laughs> and, and here, yeah. And here's what I'm gonna say on that. You watch Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Okay, so Goku right now form. It's not gonna say his final form, but his form is like god level Goku, right? Right. Or let's use let's use uh, a freezer. His final form. Well, a lot right. of men, or or people in general, I'm not gonna blame men because I'm not about to Derek Jackson on here, but people are a staple of their options. So if you're on the internet and got a lot of options, that's typically what you're lean to. Now, if a man hasn't reached his final form and he meets a woman on the way up, right, and then he gets mm-hmm. to the level of his final form and she's not there, this is what happens a lot of times. And the same thing with women. Women be holding a man down and I'm doing all this and they get to a final form and they look across and you're not at your final form. They feel like we grew apart. That's one of the words they use, right? We grew apart. Mm-hmm. No, you seen something and I didn't achieve that. But we're using all these dumb terms to make it seem like this makes sense. So the thing is, I think we all should be trying to reach our final form. Now, if you find somebody on the way there, somebody like me, I think deeply into everything. So let's say me and you sit down and have a meeting. I'm going to look at all your ideas. I'm going to look, it's going to be the absolute worst that can happen from this situation. And what's the absolute best Mm -hmm. that can happen from this situation. And I'm going to see 10 years down the line and what you should be. And what, what, you know what I'm saying? Like what you should accomplish if you do everything, not necessarily right, but you keep being consistent, persistent and going forward, right? So if I could do that with mm-hmm. somebody I don't know, if I'm dating a woman, I could see her potential, right? And I could see that final form in her. Therefore, my job is to create an infrastructure or a system that allows her to be the greatest she can be. Now, a woman can be out here getting MVP, defensive player of the year, and averaging 38 points a game like Michael Jordan, being coached under Doug Collins, right? But mm. until Phil Jackson and Ted Swindles came in and put the triangle offense and created a system and not just giving him the ball and letting him go crazy and creating a system where everybody eats, but you become who you're supposed to be in your final form, then you go sit to know in the finals. So it's a lot of people out here who just raw okay. talent. Like, and what I mean by that is like, it's a lot of women and it's a lot of men out here that's just like, I got it. But when you, when, as a man, when you implement that system and that infrastructure and she takes off, that's what's supposed to be. So you have to be, I think women don't appreciate men anymore because I don't think they understand the mental gymnastics we go through to make sure everybody's safe and how we don't right. sleep until everybody's safe and protected. Right. And I think women take that for granted because men, we're thinking everything. So when you're out here wilding and you're out with your girls and you're doing this and you're doing that or you're thinking it's cute to be on some feminist bullshit and all this and all that, you're fucking up the bag. Right. You're not doing what's best for the team. But see, the thing is, is our society has pushed that fuck the team mentality. Right. You do what's best for you. Who does that? LeBron James. I got to do what's best for me and my family. <laughs> yeah. And these things subconsciously go in our head like, yo, this is what I got to do. I got to do what's best for me. You don't understand the team concept and aspect because everything in life is about a team. I don't care who it is. Serena got a team. She played tennis, but her dad, her publicist or whatever, it's a team. Teamwork make the dream work. And they keep selling individual bullshit that we don't need each other. So we just argue and fight at the top all the time. Right. So um, with the $15 and I would agree with it, what you mean $15 an hour, like the minimum wage? Yeah. Um, No. 
Okay. Uh, Tell me why. Because it kills small businesses. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to, like, I have a friend who started a daycare, right? And she talks to me about her business a lot. And um, she was like, if I pay people over $10 an hour, which she should be hiring high school kids to do this job, right? <laughs> but if mm-hmm. I pay them more than that, I won't be able to keep the business going. So right. are we worried about corporations? Because it seems like the left is the one screaming after corporations and blah, blah, blah. But you raise something to $15 an hour, the only people are going to survive is corporations. Right. And on top of that, it's too much technology out here. You will make yourself non-existent. Because what you're going to do is yeah. you're going to create things to be like, all right, I got to pay you $15 an hour. All of Walmart is self-checked. Yep. <laughs> and, and we don't think these things logically through. We just thinking like, man, the money would be yeah. nice and blah, blah, blah. But still, yeah. even if the money's nice, bro, like you give an alcoholic a million dollars, what's he going to do? Die by the end of the week. Drink it he up. He might die, bro. Think about it. I've never had that much <laughs> access to alcohol. He's going to be faded on an alcohol. I know, right? Inevitable. You give a crackhead a million dollars, he's going to be like Dave Chappelle and go buy the biggest rock he can find. Right. Giving money is not always the answers, man. Information is the answer. Right. Give people infrastructure. Yeah. Give them purpose. Give them meaning. Give them responsibility. Right. Give them something to carry. Pick up. That's what Jordan Peterson says. Carry the heaviest thing you could possibly carry. So right. the minimum wage, no, I don't agree with because I don't think people really like looked into it to like where it makes sense at. Initially, I'm like, yeah, it makes right. sense, but it kind of doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. Um, what's your point of view of um Donald Trump? You know, I voted for Trump. You know, everybody hate me for that. I say it all the time. Um, I did too. Twenty twenty, I didn't. Twenty sixteen, I didn't vote twenty sixteen either. I voted for Hillary, and I realized that was yeah, I did too, bro. But I wasn't into politics like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just did with my. Think and about like, how this goes on to you in the black community, generation after generation after generation. They just tell us to vote Democrat because they care about the people. So right. when I was watching Trump, I was emotionally getting triggered like everybody else, right? But as a man, being triggered doesn't even make sense, bro. Like, you need to remove your emotions right. and look at logic a lot of times. You don't have the time. I think yeah. my little homie Jetty said uh, only women have the uh, chance to be emotionally irresponsible. Like, men can't. So the fact right. of the matter is I had to remove my emotions. And then I didn't understand when in history have they ever pointed at somebody and was like, He's the devil. Right. Never. Hitler was man of the year. Let's not forget about this. Never <laughs> in history have they pointed at somebody and said he's the devil. The devil is the author of confusion. And, and the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is creating the world, I mean, convincing the world that he didn't exist. Therefore, it's, they're pointing at him like exactly. he's the devil. Like, he might not be the devil. Because never in human history, and this is me being on my black power shit, that I ever thought a white person tried to tell me what was right. Right <laughs> now, I don't think that way now, but at that time, I'm like, why would they tell me to point at Donald Trump? Now, was Trump a little too boisterous and he tweeted too much and rubbed people the wrong way? Yes, right, that was his downfall. But was his policies bad? No, no, and, and they weren't close to bad. Actually, they was helping America more than anything, and he's seen that the demon crats coming. So, right. <laughs> um, the reason I voted for Trump is because I, I agree with his policies. And it was weird to me that now that I don't like, I don't mess with Biden at all. They like, give him a chance. And I'm like, did y'all do the same thing for Trump? Right. 
And the answer is no, we didn't. We did not do it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, okay, I'll give Biden a chance, but I did. And that's what they don't know. Like, I paid attention to the Democratic primaries in two years. I told, I'm the only one who said when all those women got put into Congress, it's a bad move. And everybody was like, man, you're just hating women. And I'm like, no, bro. Women are believing things that are not true. Therefore, they're going to push a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. I need more of a noble queen right. in that situation. Somebody who's actually for the people. They're not for the people. They celebrated nine-month abortions. Like, they lit a tower right. up pink. And was talking about, yes, right. they were clapping. Yes, that's weird. Because when you talk about police brutality yeah. to them, right? And they'd be like, man, police are supposed to protect us. That's why we so mad. Because I asked, like, why are you not mad at black on black crime? Right? And I become a coon after that, right? And Dude, they be like, on black on black crime, they be like, there's no such thing as black on black crime. It's just crime. Like, what is that? It, it does. It's a very such thing. Now, it's a such, it's such thing as proximity, too. Like, I'm not going to kill nobody who's not okay. close to me. So if I'm only around black right. people, there's a high, higher probability to kill each other. The thing is, is that we're convinced right. that killing each other is the, the answer and the move. But regardless, it's a whole other conversation. But the whole thing they're talking about is police brutality. The police are supposed to be the ones protecting us. Granted, they're right. But then when I look at abortion, isn't the mother supposed to be the one protecting the child? Yeah. Yet they celebrated. <laughs> now, how many yeah. people died from police shootings last year? Black. Unarmed. I think it was 27. Right? right, 27. How many abortions right. did we have last year? Over 800,000? Yeah. Which one sounds like more of a problem when you look at the numbers? Uh, 800,000 abortions. But a life. One life is too many. Ain't that what they say? When, <laughs> but one baby's life ain't too many? See, none of that stuff really yeah. <laughs> adds up when you start asking the right questions. Right. So I liked a lot of things Trump did for the community. I mean, for the for the nation. For America. So I voted for him. I didn't trust Biden. I definitely didn't trust Kamala. She was the worst person in the primaries. Like I said, I paid all the attention. I like Tulsi Gabbard. She was pretty cool. I might have voted for her if she had got far. Yes. Um, I read all of Miriam Williamson's books. She's kind of like on some like spacey, spiritual, because her, her book's called A Return to Love. It's a pretty good book. Um, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth what about Warren was trash. Uh, Better O'Rourke. What about know, Andrew? Uh, what about Andrew Yang? Yang is smart. I just don't agree with UBI. You I do agree with it. I don't agree with giving people. You money. don't? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, because <laughs> I think we underestimate the power of laziness. Right. Because my dad's worked his whole life, and I sit down with him and talk to him about it. He's like, "If they're gonna give me money, I'm gonna just chill." And I was like, "See, you're a man who's worked your whole life, and you said if they give me money, right. I'm gonna chill." That somehow we convinced people that right. socialism was the answer. And that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That is super funny. But it we we and the fact that I found that very interesting, like the socialists, they getting paid to voice their opinion about socialism. Yeah, I'm here, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, which I thought <laughs> is weird. It's like if socialism is about free, like shouldn't your service be free? Well, I have to pay. Yes, it should be free. You see, the problem is they right. assume that everybody's going to be like this is what's best for humanity. So they assume everybody's going to work hard, but that incentive to have more. The funny part is a lot of women believe in socialism because it's always black women, like in the Black Lives Matter and 
you know, this is it. Because the whole Black Lives Matter thing is socialist. I don't know if you know that or not. All the ideology and everything yeah. is like socialist and Marxist, which doesn't make any sense either. That's failed on every level every single time somebody tried to do it. But Oh, I read their little uh, what they believe. Right. So the funny <laughs> part is they believe this stuff that we're helping the whole world, but women are the ones who set the bar for nice things in the house. Women want the closet that's the size of somebody's house with all the shoes in it. Women want all the different cars and everything. Women want the status. <laughs> so if you want the status and you, mm -hmm. you incentivize men to work hard for the status, which isn't a bad thing because it puts men in a position to work hard, right? You incentivize right. these things and then you want to take it all away because of what? You want to help humanity? The way you help humanity is give them purpose. Give them information. Teach them how to use capitalism. Teach them how to use these things. You don't help them by giving them free stuff. But that's the mentality right. of a woman. And that's not a bad mentality. I don't want people to think I'm bashing women. That's the mentality of a woman, though. Because a woman can be a housewife and everything's cool. So is everything not given to right. her? When we go on <laughs> dates, what does a woman expect? You to pay. You, you're you talking to, pay. to me. Yep. So everything is essentially handed to them. So now right. they want to do the same thing for the world. And it don't work that way because somebody needs to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> somebody the got work they're working and still want you to give them everything. Yep. The mentality of women is the problem. Uh. And men allowing women to tell them how to live is the problem. Men are too weak right now. Yeah. I got suspended on Facebook for 30 days for saying men are weak. Uh, just that yeah, one statement. Yeah, I'm not to spend it all the time. So, hey. Wow. They keep they keep moving the goalposts on me. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you feel about OnlyFans? Oh, glorification of America. Say it so again. So Jada Black, shout out to the YouTuber Jada Black. Oh, you listen to him too? I don't have kids, <laughs> and I work in the car, so I'm listening to podcasts all day. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out Jada. Jada Black says we're going through a slorification of America, and it's everything encouraging women to be as slutty and like sexual and promiscuous as possible. So, OnlyFans, I just I seen a um, uh, documentary on it, I think it was on Netflix or something, or Hulu, I think it was on Hulu, and it was just slorification of America. It was like all. Everything women hate that we did in the 90s, like judge them off their looks, you know, count their body count, stuff like that. Like they literally put themselves to be subjected by everybody else. I'm paying attention to you because I right. want to see how good you give head. Right? But right. I'm not going to wife you. And then you got simps all over the world, the Quavo <laughs> situation. The, like, that's and, and crazy. This nigga's pulling her in elevators, looking like he's about to beat her up now. You lost. Bro, you cannot <laughs> deal with a girl in the streets. Why are you fighting her Her desire to be in the streets? Let her be there, bro. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> you got to understand, sometimes it's not. It's just your turn, bro. And once you understand that, life is simpler. We just yeah. got to change the mindset of our, our, our little girls. You know what I'm saying? They're looking up like the Cardi B's, like I'm about to boss up on a nigga, blah, blah, blah. That's not that's not the wave, man. Like, you got to understand the men are finding the wife. Uh, find it the good thing and receives favor from the Lord. It's in the Bible. So if you if you you hold a man's favor, do you understand how valuable you are? 
then you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. If you hold yourself to a lower standard, because society's tell society loves telling women things that are empowering that hurt them. <clears throat> that whole hot girl right. summer, me and my niggas laughed all summer. You don't want to play a game. You don't want to play <laughs> this game with us. You think you're getting me? Nah, we already calculated this whole situation. Got you. Yeah. Like, um, what about the uh the idea of a uh, pretty privilege? You see me post that before? Um, I don't think uh, I saw that. I posted the top five privileges in the world because everybody hates the word privilege, and we talk about white privilege and stuff all the time. And I posted the top five privileges was attractiveness, right. uh, athleticism, uh, IQ. If you're smart, you normally get things done. Um, two two parent home and wealth. Right, because as soon as that father's not in the home, you see the stats go crazy about your chances to fail. Right, right? now when you're attractive, right. I don't care. The most racist man on the planet, white dude, think black women are trash, black people are trash. He's going to smash Rihanna. Right. Attractiveness <laughs> is a privilege that you get away with so much. So, do girls have a pretty privilege? Of course, they do. It's a channel. I send it. Um, he asked great questions, and you do an interview, so you should ask the same type of questions. Um, but he asked a question about pretty privilege, and women had to admit, like, I get a lot of things because I'm pretty. But they try to act like the life is so hard because they're pretty too. It's like they can't even accept, like, I have a privilege. It's like I have to be a victim in some type of manner, and that's really what's wrong with the black community is the victimization of ourselves. So does pretty privilege exist? Hell yeah. Yeah. If a chick's bad. Yeah. Dude's gonna do whatever. If a man's handsome, girl's gonna do whatever. They're gonna get way more chances than the average looking cat or just an ugly person. Right. I think Jordan Peterson asked that. He asked the girl, like, if you had a choice to be uh, white or black, what would you be? And I don't think the answer. And he's like, if you had a chance to be pretty or ugly or white or black, what would you be? It was like, I'd rather be pretty. It don't matter what I, when I am, white or black. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's a it's when you start talking about privileges and privilege and white privilege and male privilege, that circle never stops. So okay, we attack white privilege. Let's get white privilege out of here. Next is male privilege. So then black men are about to be the, the target, which we already are the target. Then it's cisgender privilege. I don't use that language. I'm just saying what they call it. Uh, because there's no such thing as a cisgender anything. Yeah. It's like me basically saying I'm starting a whole gender of super straight, yeah. like dudes said. But the privilege, you always have to have an oppressor. So no matter what happens, you remove one oppressor, somebody else becomes the oppressor. You move another oppressor, somebody else becomes... Because the only right. ideology you understand is oppressed versus oppressor. So you just keep creating new oppressors. And people really right. ain't oppressors. A lot of times, they're just more successful. And a lot of times, it's because they work harder. And you don't like to hear stuff like that. You know, people want to be like, it's other factors and blah, blah, blah. Eh, it could be. <laughs> a lot of times, it's hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. It's KD. Right. Also, what you th um think about this? COVID. Power move. Why am I scared? Of, why am I scared of anything that has ninety nine point eight percent recovery rate? When you right. do the numbers, like, <laughs> what, is, what does it tell you? Like, you're going to recover. You know, like COVID gave. Um, who talked about that? Pitbull was talking about how Castro and them led with fear and all this. COVID gave our country more power, the government more power than they ever had in their life. It had more power than when it was slavery. Think right. about what I'm saying. 
which is crazy. It gave them more power than they ever. They was able to tell us to do lockdowns. They was able to tell us not to go out. We was on a curfew. In 2021, grown adults are on a curfew. We have a, a limit to being in a restaurant. They try to do a port, uh, passport COVID thing to where I can't even get in restaurants without saying I got the vaccine. They're forcing the vaccine on us. This is all yeah. a power move, man. You build up a lot of fear, two, two greatest fears. I don't know if you ever read the, the, the interview with the devil. Um, the two greatest fears he uses is death and poverty. You tell you can't go to work, you're poor. And you're going to die from the disease. Right. This book was written a long time ago. They just took a page right out the book. And they've been stabbing at it every four or five years. Ebola, SARS. Right. <laughs> they, they've been stabbing at They needed the airborne disease. And one, and one. Like, so did you see the little little Nas X video? Yeah. If I was if I was on right now, uh, he would be a target. Yeah, like we would. Have oh, to, really? You can't be you can't be selling the devil to little kids, bro. You gotta get your ass whipped for that. Yeah. Some man needs to stand up and yeah. be like, bro, what are you doing? Like, literally, let's look at the timeline. Because if I if I felt like he was just on some Marilyn Manson, Three Six Mafia, Bone Thugs and Harmony, I mean, when I grew up with Ouija, are you with me? And I grew up in a church home, so I'm like, I'm not singing these songs because the Ouija board seems like you're really talking to the devil. Um, <laughs> but right. those <laughs> weren't targeted at children. And what I mean by that is, like, Little Nas X a year ago, Literally, he's on Sesame Street singing the Elmo song. Mind you, this was the greatest rollout I've ever seen in my life to, 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 to target children. You make this song about this country song and try to give it flack like it really ain't a real country song. It got a nice little tune and melody to it. Now it's like the pop piper to the children, right? Never talked about his sexuality. Right. For almost like six or seven months with the song being right. number one on the billboards. Then all of a sudden, he's gay. It was like, what? Right? Because they love pushing that sexuality yeah. stuff to children, which to me kind of makes me think you're a pedophile. That's another conversation. But you're like, what? Yeah. So, okay, cool. He comes out with another song and another song. And I worked at a daycare. And if I wanted the kids to shut up, I play three Nas S songs. Uh, Rodeo, um, whatever, uh, Old Town Road and something else. And the kids would go crazy. They love the music, right? So they don't need to know he's gay or anything like that, right. but they love the music. And then what is he saying on the song? So I'm like, all right, whatever. He's on Sesame Street. Four months ago, he's on The View. Guess what he's on The View promoting? A children's book. So you're on The View wow. promoting a children's book. You was on Sesame Street a year ago. Now, you said this was a nine-month rollout. So that means nine months ago, when you was just on The View four months ago, you had this plan to literally do a video where you start in the Garden of Eden, which is blasphemous. I don't know why people like playing with God and playing with the dark emotions and playing with the dark spirits and everything like that. It's a new show on, um, on uh, yeah. Netflix called Regulars. I advise people to watch it because you understand why you don't play with these type of people. But you in the Garden of Eden, a man comes, kisses on you. You're like, yeah, then you go to heaven. You choose not to even try to get in heaven and take a stripper pole all the way down to hell with boots on thigh high boots on and basically compressor shorts popping in front of the devil then you kill yeah. the devil and put his horns on and you become the devil and you just was making a children's book bro you targeted children intentionally and then push evil and demonic 
and sexual images in front of them. That is evil, bro. There's no other way around it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm surprised yeah. the OGs. I'm like, bro, what are you on? That's, this is how I know all of them are puppets. <laughs> Jay Z, not uh, even Kanye. Kanye's my favorite artist. Why ain't Kanye like, hey, little Nas, that you going too far? Jesus is king. So you gotta say. Yeah. So I, bro, if I he would have been a target. Somebody need to smack him like. And you shouldn't you shouldn't call for violence on nobody, bro. But you can't just be inviting little kids to sex and the devil. It's just not cool, bro. And if men don't step up and start protecting it, when you look on the internet, women are defending it. I mean, y'all just mad because he gay. What? Yeah, I know. So many people are gay, bro. I don't care. Like, it's not even close about you being gay. Reality is just don't tell children this stuff. And that's that's just evil. As a as an honorable king or a noble king, your job is to put Protect the children. What are you doing? That's a real question. Why are you allowing them to do this? Why are you allowing critical race theory? Why are you allowing drag queen story hour? Why are you allowing all this stuff in these schools with these babies? Yep. Story time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole drag queen story time on what, 2016? Right. Oh, that was, no, that was like 2019. I saw them doing that. Like, what? Why for the babies. Men need to step up. We're so scared of women now. We're so scared of being cancel cultured or whatever. We're not bigoted for saying don't push things to children. Like, we, we having stupid arguments. I don't have these no more. I'm not arguing about men being men and women being women. I'm not going to go down the gender dysphoria uh, conversation. I'm not going to talk about John Money. Look it up. You always tell, They whole thing is they're so pretentious and assholes. They're like, do the research. Do the education. Do the work. I did. And I seen it was evil. So now what? That makes me a bad person for calling out evil? We're not, we're having stupid right. conversations. Stop having stupid conversations. Don't have a conversation with somebody trying to tell you that a, a boy could be a girl and a girl could be a boy. Like it's literally in the DSM-5 is gender dysphoria. So I don't understand why we even entertain something and the guy named John Money had a failed experiment on it. He created gender theory and said you everything's a social construct. You know the social construct uh, constructionists all believe that society builds who you are and blah man get the fuck out of here certain things that's in your biology that's gonna tell you exactly who you are as a person and it, it and it's a man's exactly. job to guide a little boy into that situation like 300 sometimes you gotta send him in the wilderness and see if he kill that wolf and come back home <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's how, how damian wayne is i told you my favorite character is batman his son's a gangster Oh, that, that, <laughs> what? Like, straight. Um, did you see uh, the new, um, uh, yeah, 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 Snyder cut? I think Batman could have been tougher, yeah, 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 but yeah, it was yeah. real, it was real dope. I, I like, here's what I like more than okay. Anything. I like the Flash and his father, how Superman gets all his advice from both of his fathers. They did the importance of the father in this movie well. Even with Wonder Woman being the Amazon. Yeah. Which the story behind the Amazon is the craziest thing you ever heard. Right. But even with Wonder Woman being the Amazon, it was all about your father. You know, mo- the, the father's molded Superman to be the greatest person he could be. The mothers just gave him a sensitive side. And mm-hmm. Lois Lane, you know what I'm saying? But his father's was like, no, this is what you need to do. This is how men handle. That's what fathers are supposed to do. 
and society has successfully removed them. But no, I like Justice League. It was pretty dope. I didn't. I went go watch it at first. Four hours is a long time, bro. <laughs> yeah. That four hours. I watched worth it. it I watched all four. I was like, man, I can watch this series and 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 and, and uh, binge four straight shows so I can watch this Zach Snyder. I mean, uh, Zach Snyder cut. But from from what you heard, his whole like ideal of the Justice League and how it was gonna be pushed was gonna be crazy because they was gonna have to kill Batman. Did you hear that? Batman was going to sacrifice his life, yeah. and then Lois Lane and uh, Superman's son would take the Batman mantle. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, yep. I saw that. I was like, oh, "Yeah, that okay. would have been hard." Okay, like that would have been so hard. Now it's whatever. Um, <laughs> man, like, like what? Like, so also like. I watched the uh the cat show um for the Republican Party in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh this young lady called Tamika Michelle. Uh I recently uh did a podcast with her. Um she said like um like with like uh there's like when it comes to um Basically, um, representality, like, she was like, uh, well, you have, uh, she took the show from, um, uh, the Prince of Bel-Air, and just for, she was saying that, uh, what if you, like, Carlton and Phil and Will was, uh, uh, conservative, like, well, like, you can't take a conservative Carlton and take him to the streets and talk to conservatives that from that background. You're gonna have to take a will conservative to talk to that democrat. Um to a certain extent, yes and no. Um success is what people see. Okay. Right? So are you telling me Steph Curry can't go to the hood and okay. tell some little kids to go to play basketball? You see what I'm saying? No. So and and let's look at right. this Fresh Prince. Let's break down that, you know, because pop culture is what controls it. So let's break down the Fresh Prince. Carlton was the realest person yeah. on the Fresh Prince. When the 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 frat okay. tried to say he was a sellout, Carlton Carlton checked him. When Vivica Fox had that bad attitude, Carlton checked her. Right. When Will got shot, who went to go get the the the, uh, right. the gun? Carlton. Carlton had a, a code. <laughs> he had a father who taught him something. It's how you're supposed to live as a man. Will was raised by a woman, so he acted on emotions all the time. So as long as you handle yourself and have this aura and power of a man, wow. you're going to go down and talk to him and look him in the eye and tell him exactly what it is, and they're going to do it. Them boys need discipline and structure just because they can relate. Right. You can relate. I, listen, I, like I said, I grew up with both parents, right? I grew up in a great situation. I have rappers, though. Right. You see what I'm saying? So we've created okay. music. I told kids, if you come over here, we got a studio in the house, you come here and make a song. Stuff like that, that's how they relate. But just because environment, it does not mean that I can't relate to you. I'm still black. I still like music like you. You know what I'm saying? I, I like certain shows. So right. you can get that dynamic or you can get a strong brother. And no matter what, it's going to happen. 
Right. Also, um, did you um hear about the um? Yeah, little dude uh, put him in his place. What I'm telling you, what's your POV on that, bro? Like, cause I'm like, well, Roland, you got your own show, and then his stuff look good. You know what I'm saying? Cause he did have like he was working for a network. Then, um, he left the network, started his own YouTube, got guys panel. You know, got that, got those clear, um, uh, desks for his guests. You know what I'm saying? He got his own cameras. Like I'm like Roland, like you actually doing doing for yourself. <laughs> like I felt like I felt like um he was talking I don't think the bullet. You know what I'm saying? The fact of the matter is pushing Apparently. that that message where a kid said nothing but like the answer is gonna be us helping ourselves get out, and you called him an idiot, right? Yeah. That's not a wise thing to do. You right. see a kid working as an OG, right? And you see a kid out here really trying to do things that's great for the community. Why was the first thing you say is he's an idiot for, for pushing information and saying we can do it? Then the fact that he said me and a bunch of teenagers bought a school and we got a school bus. Like, he's letting them know, like, everything you're, sell- you're selling to us is wrong. So that makes me think, let's look deeper into it. Roland Martin isn't a self-made man. And there's no such thing as a self-made man. Let me get that out the way. You're going to need somebody. You're going to need some type of help. But he has handlers. They promised him all that stuff as long right. as he continues to push the message of us being victims, uh, racism. And it being hard being black in America. So as long as he pushes exactly what they want him to push, right. the agenda, right, then he's good. But you have to try to tear this kid down. This kid put you in your place. I, I did this. This is what I'm doing. You want to, if these kids are over here struggling, bring them in your home. Help them out. You know what I'm saying? Roland Martin ain't doing right. that. He's just on TV talking. Most of these celebrities ain't doing that, bro. To be perfectly honest with you, the ones who's always out here showing that they're doing it, they're doing it for the, the clout. We're the most clout chasing era of all time. So everything's for for for, right. for attention. I like the little brother. Like, don't let me get some money. I'm most definitely sending some money his way. Oh, definitely. Excellent boys. Um, guys, y'all need a, you know what I'm saying? What he should do is Kanye. Kanye (laughs) investing that. Kanye playing with some billions. He he can throw some money your way, buy a school, get some because that's the same thing Kanye wants to do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't like Roland Martin. I didn't like what he did there. I don't like a lot of these people on TV. I don't like LeBron James. Like all these people are not helping. They're just doing things for their own self. And we thinking they like really holding us down. They ain't holding us down. They're making us look like Weirdos. Oh, LeBron yeah. talking about we get we're getting hunted in the streets. Do y'all hear me? Awesome. Nobody's hunting you, LeBron. Like nobody on the planet. And and you probably yeah, have no a way. army watching your house, right? A policeman who you go under the bus <laughs> all the time, but you hire him to protect you. So right, yeah, I ain't with it. But dude, I like the little kid though. I like I'm about to look into him. Like like Kim Classic. I gotta look and look into her too. I like the things she was doing, the movement she started. Okay. Uh also the other guy. Um he's um he does the uh the uh um black guns. I know matter. who you're talking about, and black guns do matter. <laughs> um well, let's right. talk about how they're trying to write a bill right now to just run up in and our why house do- and seize all our weapons 
with no warrant. Right. Yeah, just like um, yeah. no knock. But what, just... what happens when that happens? Right. And people are saying because <laughs> of the motor, the school shootings or the was a mass shootings. That's what they're saying. Mass shootings is going crazy everywhere. And I'm like, granted they are, but it's because of a psychology thing, not because of guns. Like. You know, like you lock people in and then yeah. tell them they can't do nothing. And it's just a lot of, and you push a lot of information that's misinformation they weigh. And you tell them, like you telling black kids they get hunted. What's the first thing they're going to do when they see the police? Like, I think I'm going to go or they going to go. You know what I'm saying? So pull out the strap. Right. It is what it is. It's just a lot of bad information pushed to our children. It's messing up right. their minds. I call that the Hannibal Lecter Theory. I watched this show. Hannibal, and he 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 was a genius at pushing people to their darkness, <laughs> and that's what they do. They talk to our shadow side. They push us to the dark all the time. So you can't push me to the dark because I live in the dark, so I know what it look like. <laughs> I'm banged out here. Right. Right, you was just <laughs> I was I was molded by <laughs> the dark. Yeah, I'm banged out. Mood like Bane. Batman understand <laughs> the dark just as much as Bane. Told you I'm a Batman fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a DC fan. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. Um, but um, this is probably like one of the best interviews I've had in a while. Like, I just love your whole energy, bro. Like, man. Do you I have all the podcasts. I'm setting things or? up, but yeah, we're gonna start doing them more often and have these conversations. Uh, okay, huh? please let me know. I most definitely will. I just got to stop. I said, please let Facebook. me know. <laughs> <laughs> I got suspended for saying men are weak. What else did I get suspended for earlier this year? Uh, it wasn't nothing serious. I didn't cuss or anything. It was just something weird. And I was like, all right, whatever. It's literally tick for tap because, like, my Twitter, Twitter, I say whatever I want, weird. but I'm not getting a like, lot of attention. I literally... Because I just created a Twitter. Yeah. Right. Like, Twitter, like, I had a, like, I was posting something, like, like, this black girl was, like, was posting something over this video, and she's like, see, this is why men are dangerous. And I was like, no... Don't say that. Just say people are dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Don't say men are dangerous. Say people. And then before I could like answer it, like Twitter's like, are you sure you want to post that? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't see you. People are dangerous. The thing is, people is are dangerous. You can't stop evil people. Yeah. I don't care if you take everybody's gun, they're gonna find a way to kill you. Right. You can't stop evil people. So the thing is exactly. you gotta combat it. You gotta be a monster to beat a monster. So I think, um, and then we can, because I see kind of ending, I'm going to say this. So Jordan Peterson talks about a verse that he never understood in his life. And it, it didn't make any sense. It said the meek shall inherit the earth, right? And when you hear that, you think meek is in weak, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of how women probably think submission is weak. Re reality right. is the most powerful thing you could do to a man. Because uh, giving a man more responsibility gives him uh, purpose. You feel me? And, and and then that's where the favor comes in. But right. he's, he didn't understand it. Then he look, he look, kept looking and kept researching. He said it took him like 15 years to find it. But the word meek uh, stood for back in those days is that if I have a sword, 
I'm able to use it, but I only unsheath it when it's necessary. So this archetype of a man is right. what needs to be pushed all the time. And the movies that, excuse me, that gross the most and do like, have like the greatest movies now, they just make things up and give people awards just because it's a gay movie or something. Like there's no pride in the movies no more. Um, it's just weird. So the archetype is like Jon Snow. You watch Game right. of Thrones? Jon Snow didn't do anything that Ned Stark didn't tell him. But yeah. He was a noble king, but he also was the greatest swordman in the land. But he didn't go around bullying people with the swordmanship. He went around like saying, if, if you become a monster, I'm going to show you a real monster. Right? Or Leonidas. You know, or uh, Maximus, Array, whatever. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, or Batman. Like, these are, arch are archetypes of Christ. Like, and that's what Jesus supposed to, was supposed to represent as a man who was able to have all the power in the world. God is my father, right? But I only unleashed certain powers when certain people needed it. And if I had to turn into a monster, I turned into a monster. The only time he didn't, like, combat and turn into a monster is just the ability to say no sometimes. <laughs> like, if you have the ability to be like, no. All right. That's you standing up and being like, no. You feel me? So he was able to turn into a monster when it was necessary. Right. So what you're supposed to do is understand your monster. Cause once you build up that angel, that monster is getting just as powerful. Now, if you don't understand it, then you won't be able to control it. And that's what the archetype of the incredible hope, right? Is that the more Bruce Banner became intelligent, smarter, yeah. whatever, the stronger the hope got too. And if he wasn't able to control that hope, that hope would take over his body and yeah. just be all anger, rage, and wrath. And that's what happens with humans when we don't pay attention to our shadow side. So you need to understand and identify your monster. And once you understand that, then you know when to take it out and when to use it. Something you bully people with is a responsibility when you become the best. And this is why I don't like LeBron James. Right. Because he has a monster and talent. And instead of being <laughs> responsible and making the league competitive and, you know, doing things like that, he made it weak. Because he wanted to bully everybody because it was all about him. He's not a noble king. King James, you are not a noble king. You are a tyrant. You want everything done your way. And when it doesn't go your way, you play the victim and you deflect. You don't want a tyrannical king, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for this interview, bro. AJ, you like, you were one, bro. Like, I wish you all the success. Uh, uh, what's that uh, Facebook? What can they kind of suspended. On Facebook, it's Alonzo Miles. On Twitter, it's, uh, I think it's so amazing. So A, I mean, so, I mean, S-O-A, capital A-M-A-Z-N, uh, capital N-E for New Era. Um, uh, Instagram, I am AJ Miles. Help to put all these in the same thing. Um, if I'm on any of that, I think we're getting Twitch. I got the jungle. That's the uh podcast that's gonna be out soon. And then follow all my artists if you can. Uh Jetty at Just Stay High on um uh Instagram, uh June 10th, uh on Instagram. Uh albums is out, 1988's out. Hello? 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 Yeah. My bad. 
When yeah. the iPad goes dark, the mic turns off, which is weird. Yeah. Um, you hear me? So Jetty at Just Stay High. Um uh, yeah. June tenth, both albums out. June tenth album is nineteen ninety nine on all stream. I mean nineteen eighty eight, my bad. On all streaming outlets. Jetty's album is a Le Jour Day Anniversary. I sound like that's French for happy birthday. And Santiago Summers on all streaming outlets. And my book, Lover Fear, What's Your Motivation is on Amazon if they want to purchase that. And I'm writing a new one soon. So y'all can be expecting that called Power of Perception. And it's me basically breaking down the culture, as you said, in 11 different facets, telling them how it controls us through social media, through right. music, through uh, sports, through uh, media, period, through movies, through uh, religion, through spirituality, all those things. And it's breaking down like real life examples. So I use Kanye's and Beyonce, yeah. like I call Beyonce the voice of the female ego. <clears throat> All her music is. That's why all the girls love it. But Beyonce doesn't even live on her music. <laughs> Beyonce doesn't act. She does not act like she she sings. All this savage stuff. She really don't. Independent woman, and but she doesn't live like that. Yeah. Yep. You're married. You're submissive. You have kids. You have a husband. You don't like, mind being you're a housewife. <laughs> like all those things. You're you're selling something. You're selling ego. And I told people a long time ago, you want to sell something, you sell it to their ego or their insecurity, and that's what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? You're not selling it to, to the betterment of them. Because when you right. do that, then you're going against the system. Man, I want you to go against the system. So, yeah, you can find me on all those things, man. Right. And also, um, I see in that they're profiting based on their pain. That's a very real thing. Yes. Like the pain for profit. I mean, that's a you real thing. You other people's pain, and then you profit off of it. Because people be like, I feel that. Like, so the thing is, it. Yep. I have a friend that yep. I'm dating right now. Yeah. And we talk about how many times you say "I feel" over that "I know" or "I think." We're conditioned to make it seem like our feelings are the only thing that matters. Right. So if somebody like Mary J says she couldn't get out the notion right. of just singing about breakup and heartbreak because that's what people felt in her, like you couldn't sing happy music. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, they pro Yeah. Yep. All her yeah, happy so you music can't, you can't sucks, sell off but pain. all your pain. Kanye music did a pretty good job booming. with Jesus King in the Sunday service choir, but you do have to sell pain. And it's bad because you don't have to. Some of the best shit. Some of the best uh things that we've read are like just joyous situations. We just we just don't don't absorb it the same. Right. No problem. Yeah, but uh thank you for the podcast, bro. I wish all the success, man. Y'all go follow him with all his social media. And that's it. Um sure. until next time guys, be amazing.